Welcome to the Overstated NFL Show, featuring Mike Lavery. I learned with the proper way to fold clothes. Steve Sabatini. This could be bad, Steven. This could be bad. Steven Reinman. They're not doing anything really well, but they're also not doing anything really bad. Joanna Johnson. I'm going to receive a lot of hate for this. Jason Oliva. When am I ever going to make a little uh, a bare paper towel holder ever again? And Bryce Finson. I would have liked the extra hour or two of sleep. The overstated NFL show. Are you ready? Let's go! Welcome to another episode of the overstated NFL show. This is a fantasy episode, and I am joined by Joanna. What's going on, Joanna? Hi, Mike. Yeah, I guess I should say this is Mike hosting. <laughs> I didn't even introduce myself. Um, <laughs> It's been a fucking crazy week for football. Yeah, that's I think an understatement. <laughs> in general, I think this has been like my unluckiest year of fantasy I've ever had, and maybe maybe it's like I've had lucky years before and it's just like evening out. But every everything seems so wild this year to me. Um, I mean, it's a it's a very strange year in general. Um, <laughs> I don't know really how I do it, but every single year I play in fantasy, I never have my first round pick go out. I should like, you know, I'm probably completely messing up my entire year for next year. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I always seem to get lucky. So we'll we'll see what ends up going on the next few weeks. But there's just so many injuries, um, so much news, a little bit of drama. Who was your uh, first round pick this year in, in most leagues? <laughs> so all of mine are a little different. Um, I have Eckler and Jones. I don't know. I guess like my my other pick though that I got a lot of was James Robinson because I was getting him in like the third round. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but I mean, you know, even like somebody that's going out for a week or you know has limited for a week is a lot better than what's going on for some people right now. You know, taking McCaffrey first overall, you don't get another pick until you know <laughs> you're twenty fourth. <24th. laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. So this week has been like huge for injuries and suspensions, I guess, crimes, uh, mm-hmm. people that had injuries that aren't recovering in time. I don't know if you saw Michael Thomas is probably done for the year. I did. Ridley, he, I, I, I'm assuming he'll be back this year, but it was kind of out of the blue for at least for the fans that he decided to um, step away from the game for a little while. Yeah, I mean, it, good for him though. Like yeah. knowing like where his headspace is at. And then, obviously, we saw the tragic thing that happened with Henry Ruggs. Uh, not that it was a tragedy on his part, but you know what I mean. Like something terrible happened that now he's gonna be away from the game. And then we had big injuries. We had obviously Henry was the biggest one. Jameis was a big one. Who else am I missing here? That's all I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, Fant. Oh, yeah. Fant's out. Judy came back, which is good. But let's start by talking about the Titan situation. Okay. So they brought in Adrian Peterson. They brought in Deontay Foreman. And then they also have Jeremy McNichols, who was already on the roster. He's more of their yeah. receiving back. If you are either a Henry owner or someone that's just really 
needy for running backs. Would you target one of those guys or would you try to find someone else on waivers? I think I'd try to find someone else on waivers. Um, <laughs> that situation for me is pretty messy. It's it's kind of like, you know, when Edwards went down for Baltimore and everybody just started picking up every running back that Baltimore mm-hmm. was like drafting. I actually completely stayed away from waivers this week unless I needed to do something. Um, and I, I did that on purpose. Um, for me, I would rather not drop somebody that I know is going to get an average amount of points for somebody who could be a lead running back. Um but could also completely fail. Like I, I would probably leave them on my bench anyway, um, you know, or I would put them in and just be like stressed and pulling my hair out all week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't worth it for me to take any of those running backs. Yeah, for me, I am avoiding Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I mean, he's 36 and he's closer to 36 than uh, to 37 than he is to 35. But even last year, he had under four yards to carry. He was with Detroit. And not that Detroit was great, but I'm not sure this Titans line is that much better than Detroit's was. I think they seem a lot better because they have Henry. So he's someone I would avoid. And then McNichols, I don't hate, especially in the PPR. But at best, uh, he's a flex. And even then, I'd probably wait a week before I even rolled him out just to see what his role is going to be. Because he has a good rushing average, 5.4, but he only rushed seven times this year. Last year, he only had 50 rushes for 4.3. So he doesn't get a lot of rushes, but he does have 21 receptions this year. So I can see uh, a scenario where he's getting a bigger workload. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how Tannehill plays going forward, too. Yeah, I know. I get a message one of my friends is like, oh, no, Henry. And they're like, you should be happy because you have Tannehill. And I was like, I don't know if that makes Tannehill better. Um, It might make him worse. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm sure his volume will go up, but I don't think his fantasy points will improve that much. He's going to have to I mean, he might get some more rushing yards, which maybe will help. But yeah. I don't know. Whenever we've seen him have to like be the the most valuable player on his team, he hasn't really stepped up to it. (laughs) <laughs> and talking about Henry, he um he's 27, so he's older than all the other like elite running backs. So if we're thinking like fantasy purposes, so one thing that I heard was that out of the last, well, there's only been eight. He's the eighth 2,000 yard rusher, and the other seven, they all lost a yard per carry the next season, and he has gone down a yard per carry this season, and he's 27. He's crushing the league in touches. He has 70 more than the second-place person. Last year, he had about 40 more than the second-place person, and even the second-place person is like much higher than the third person and so on. Do If you had him in Dynasty, would you try... Like, what type of return would you try to get for him, or you just try to hold and hope next year he, he bounces back? I think I'd hold uh, at least for a couple more years. I, I mean, like I've I've said before, like this year, my only weariness towards taking Henry was that like he's never been hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, like the probability it has to happen eventually, but I, I I think I still keep him. I I don't really 
like you don't know what's going to happen with him. I mean, he's never mm-hmm. had an injury, so it's like, can he bounce back? Like, or is he just going to be the guy that's like one and done? But I think he should be fine. Yeah, um, he looks good. So I'm a little worried. Like before the season, I was worried about him just because of the workload. I was worried about McCaffrey, and I was right about both those. But I also was very high on Saquon, who came back and then had an unrelated injury when he just like stepped on someone's ankle. I was very high on um, Michael Thomas. I thought I was getting a steal, getting him like, you know, one of the last picks in, in the draft. So it's, it's so hard to, to predict these injury guys. Like even like the things like Ridley, we is, uh, it's not a physical injury, obviously, but things, sometimes things pop up that we can't predict someone like him and someone like Henry. It's, it's tough for me to know when they'll be back and what they'll be. I would have more faith in a wide receiver than I would a running back after, uh, you know, he's, so next year he's coming back. He's going to be 28. He's still going to have like his carries right now. Henry would have been ninth for the entire, entire last season. He already has like ninth most running back uh, touches, which is insane. So I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried about him. And if I could get a first, like a top tier running back for him, I would obviously it'd be tough right now because he's missing the rest of the year. But even if I could get like a high upside young running back that might be in the second tier right now, I might consider that, especially if I'm contending this year. Because most of the people in my leagues that have Henry are in first or second place. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I guess like I'm kind of like mentally running through the list of running backs that I would want instead of Henry, even after coming off of a like an injury, and I am not so really. I pl- I pulled up the um the points leaders for this year out of running backs and just tell me for these ones if like going forward if you'd rather have Henry or Taylor and like we'll we'll con- I mean Henry or whoever uh, Taylor's going to be the first one in a <laughs> dynasty league. Yeah. Um so would you rather have Henry or Taylor? I'd rather have Taylor for sure. How about Eckler? Mm, no, he's more injury prone. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Aaron Jones? So, I I don't know on Aaron Jones. I don't know if Aaron Jones stays with Green Bay. That's true. And therefore, I don't know where he ends up. And for that, I don't think that I would do that. I think I would keep Henry. I love Aaron Jones, for the record. I yep. actually oh, I can imagine. I no, I positioned myself in every fantasy league to get him. And honestly, like I don't like taking Packers players Mm -hmm. because then if they both do bad, then I'm like double angry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but Aaron Jones is, I mean, like, and I love him, but I, I still don't know if I would sacrifice Henry for Jones just because I don't know if Jones would get tagged in green Mm -hmm. Bay or not. That was me with James White this year. I went so heavy on him in all my leagues, and obviously that didn't work out. So it's, it's like double disappointing. Um, <laughs> how about your fault? You I know. picked a Patriots running back. Well, <laughs> he, he's different. But, um, <laughs> how about Najee Harris? I haven't seen enough from him, so no. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Joe Mixon. Absolutely not. That man's made of glass. Yeah. So this is where it get, get, starts to get interesting. Um, DeAndre Swift. I don't know. That one's hard too. I don't. Um, I don't think I would. 
I mean, like the the lions can only get better, right? Yeah, especially if it's a PPR <laughs> PPR format. He he makes a lot of catches. Yeah. PPR, How about yes, yeah. Um, Corderell. No. Yeah, me neither. Zeke. No. Okay, so I think that's about like the line. So still, there's like one, two, three. It was just three that like it was just Taylor, uh, Kamara. It might have been two. Yeah. So what about uh, Saquon? No. Yeah. So okay. So you're still pretty high on him for for dynasty purposes. Yeah. I mean, the only yeah, and I would still consider Jones too. Um. So you could you could even put that in as a yes, but I don't know if I would pull the trigger on it. That would probably have to be like a multi-person trade if I was mm-hmm. doing Jones. So when we're thinking about like replacing him, we talked about the, the Titans guys. So would you rather trust Boston Scott? this week or going forward or one of the Titans guys? Uh, I think I would trust Boston Scott. I, I was surprised that Gainwell didn't get more touches last year. Oh my God. He or last killed week. Me. But at the, at the beginning of the season though, I had already said that I was surprised that Boston Scott wasn't getting more touches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do stand by that. He did really well as Sanders replacement last year. Um, so like, I, I think he deserves the ball. Yeah. I like what <laughs> I see out of him. Yeah, I mean, like he's a he's a strong rusher. Um, you know, he churns the legs and gets it going. Um, I, I I I would be a little surprised if I didn't see them, you know, making them more of like a committee this week. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe where Scott gets the goal line and Gainwell, you know, is going to be catching a little bit more. Yeah, especially you think with Hertz as the QB, like someone like Gainwell to me seems like pretty valuable to have next to him. You know how I was saying, like, this is my unluckiest season? I've been going through this this roller coaster all season of, like, my flex has been, like, either, um, what's his name, for the Dolphins, Miles Gaskin or Kenneth Gainwell. And every week I start, one is the week they do shitty, and then the other one goes off, and vice versa. Like, oh, man, it's just, like, playing roulette with those two this season. Um, so what about Michael Carter? Do you think what we saw from him this week is sustainable or is it just like a, a fluky, the whole like Mike White type fluke? Um, I don't know. Um, so Carter, like he had a really good week this week, but he's actually been like doing fairly well. Um, I, I did draft him in one of my leagues and I just have him chilling on my bench. And even last week, like, like the week before. So let's see. So week seven, (laughs) I, you know, he's sitting on my bench and I was like, huh, like he's starting to like become consistent. Mm -hmm. And I thought about putting him in, but I was like, no, don't do that. Don't be a fool. (laughs) So I, I like Carter. I, I, I think that he should only go up from here mm-hmm. I, I i mean maybe not from last week but like i i think that his consistency is a good omen for the future yeah what's interesting to me is the first until the bye week so the first five weeks he only had one or two receptions each week and they had one week of three ever since mike white's been the qb he had eight receptions against the patriots and nine receptions against cincinnati yeah, and I don't, uh, I don't even have him in a PPR league. Yeah, <laughs> so well, I have he's still, standard. <laughs> he's still getting the, those yards though, and yeah. I think like part of Zach Wilson's problem is I think he needs to learn to check down to an extent because he just has this cannon that he tries to go deep, and 
maybe him seeing what Mike White is doing with this offense might go a long way. And obviously Mike White's going to be the QB for at least this week. And Salah said he's not ruling about being the starter all season, which would be interesting. But I think as long as White's the QB, Carter's interesting. And also, who knows what happens when Wilson comes back. Carter might keep it up. Yeah, I, I mean, especially if he's getting work and he's getting looks, like I, I would I would expect that to be in the playbooks more often. So um even if yeah, I, I I would think even if Wilson comes back there it would be like a noted like give the ball to Carter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I mean if he can continue to do well, I like him. Um and I I always like having that newer running back and putting him in, in the later weeks of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, even like Jonathan Taylor last year, he started doing really awesome at the end of the year. I don't know if Carter's going to be as good as Jonathan Taylor. We'll see. But still like the draft value of where you got him can really like yeah. pay, pay off when playoffs come. That's true. Yeah. I took him like the second of the last round whereas last year I took Jonathan Taylor and probably like the fourth or fifth round. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> So another big injury we saw was Jameis. And it was a nasty looking injury. Like I whenever you see the horse collar, it's you can tell like right away how brutal it's gonna be. Yeah, it was not good. So if he was your starting QB, uh and you know, it's probably not likely, but maybe there's like twenty percent of leagues that might have someone that might be starting him. Would you go for Taysom or would you try to get another one of the guys that's like lesser rostered? I'd try to get somebody else. Um, <laughs> I don't think Taysom proved to have much up his sleeve last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that I would go see if Tua is on the, on the waivers yep. right now, see if Heineke's on the waivers. Um, I think you're going to see more promise out of guys like that. Yeah. One person I've been pumping up all season is Wentz, and he had, like, the ugliest pick six I've ever seen. <laughs> But he's still putting up like over twenty points a game, almost consistently. I think his he's averaging seventeen point five. But he's yeah, still... I mean, if I take him, he's not going to do that. So I'm just going to leave him where he is. <laughs> I think he still he still does enough to to warrant starting if if you're having bye weeks or injuries and stuff. Even yeah. though he has these shitty interceptions, you know, it's not killing him too much. Whereas, suppose like you're saying about Taysom, like last year, I think he had. 200 passing yards a game for the he started four games those games he had about 200 passing yards per game about 50 rushing yards one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown which is like adequate but i don't think it's not enough for fantasy yeah exactly i don't think getting that out of fantasy getting only two total touchdowns uh, a game is gonna cut it yeah and if if Taysom's in there too kamara's value goes down Uh, i don't think kamara did very well when Taysom was in and do you think Mike White is someone that actually has value, or you think we just saw lightning in a bottle and it's going to be tough to repeat? <laughs> we'll see. Um, I don't think he's going to do as well as he did last yeah. week, but I mean, he could maybe pull something off. We'll see. I like I was watching, and it it didn't seem like something like that was extraordinary that was just like unfolding before your eyes like i was actually surprised and i was like oh he, he got that many yards like okay mm-hmm. um so we'll see what ends up happening um I, I, I don't have too much too much faith in him but i'm not i'm not ruling him out yet yeah i'm with you and i 
I had so many bets on the Bengals last week. It killed me. But I I don't hate if Salah benches Wilson in rolls with White just for the fact that I hate seeing Wilson get killed and like maybe part of his development will be helped if he's has the clipboard for a couple weeks. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, obviously the Jets aren't going anywhere. Well, I mean, especially if he's sitting next to Flacco. The fact is, is that Flacco's played a lot of games. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's led the Ravens to the playoffs. He, didn't he lead him, He led him to a Super Bowl? Yeah, they won a Super Bowl. Did, did they win? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think they won. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean... It, you know, I, I I think it might be valuable to have him mm-hmm. sitting there with an iPad hanging out with Flacco. And now that you say that, I see a lot of Flacco skill sets in uh, in Wilson. I think Wilson's more athletic, but you know that that big arm that's gonna make mistakes. But you know he'll test defenses. I I could see like him having a good positive influence over Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that Flacco, if he were a quarterback in the league now younger (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that he probably would be one of the running quarterbacks I just think like when he was playing that wasn't really a thing Mm -hmm. um you know like having a mobile quarterback wasn't super important so I yeah I I I think that it's going to be better for him to just kind of chill with him for a little bit um also like this week you know the Colts defense is really good um I keep saying that every week and everybody keeps ignoring me but it's true (laughs) um so like I mean, I see the Colts winning this week. I, I I don't see it being a high-scoring game, so I don't know if White's a playable option this week or not. And then the last QB I wanted to touch on was Justin Fields. Mm. He obviously had a great week, but he only had 175 yards passing. I think he had over 100 yards rushing too. This week he's going against Pittsburgh. Is he someone if you're? streaming quarterbacks or whatever you're in this situation kind of that we're talking about do you think he's someone that you would trust week to week or is he still kind of like either leave him on waivers or leave him on your bench for until we can see him develop more i think i'd rather have goffin instead of fields and that says a lot yeah so um yeah no don't don't trust fields um he's still young and learning it's the situation's not, pretty bleak there. He's not right going to rush for 100 yards every week either. Like his career his no. his career high before this week was 43 yards in in a game. And he uh, definitely against, isn't going to do it against JJ yeah. Watt. Yeah. Or sorry, TJ Watt. TJ Watt, whichever <laughs> one it is. I don't even know. Uh, they're all basically the same. And then one other running back I want to touch on, Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. He went back to the Saints. Do we think there's anything there? Yeah, always with Ingram. Um, if Taysom is the quarterback there, maybe not because <laughs> his goal line touches are going to be aching in that case because mm-hmm. um, he's definitely a goal line guy. Last week with Ingram getting the ball so much, I really think that was just like a confidence boost, like welcome back, bud. We actually do love you. <laughs> um, so I think that Ingram's value isn't, amazing but it's not like nothing to just like bat an eye at he's mm-hmm. gonna get goal line touches while we're suffering in the running back area in our fantasy leagues i would i would think that ingram is definitely going to be somebody that somebody's going to play and i wouldn't t- tell them not to i would play ingram over ap i'd play him over mcnichols so yeah i i would not 
touch AP, especially this week. So, but uh, there's one team that is very important that we need to talk about. And that is your Green Bay Packers. I knew that was coming. They lost Tunyon for the year. Yep. Are there any tight ends that are rostered in like lesser leagues that you would target? I think we had a similar question to this in the threads we do on Sundays. Somebody asked last week about like they were trying to pick up a tight end. I think kind of the same names might come up, but do you have any tight ends that you might target? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate a lot of tight ends right now. Like Conklin, I still think is somebody to look at. Um, and nobody's brought him up in a while. I know a lot of people have been talking about Uzuma. Um, <laughs> Cooper is always going to be a good one. Um, Dalton Schultz, if if he mm-hmm. is for any reason on the waivers, like get him immediately. Um, Especially in PPR. He, he gets so much <laughs> yeah. volume. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially in PPR. Um, otherwise, like if you're just kind of like, okay, I have a decent tight end, but like maybe I could find someone super great. I would just, I would watch Tennessee the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they may find something valuable with, let's see, they have, what is it? They have Ferkser and Agnew. That's a giant question mark. Um, but yeah, they have a, t- they have a couple tight ends that I would be watching out for with Henry out. Uh, we might see more tight end volume, um, you know, the shorter passes. So yeah, I'm trying to look up, see even see who their other tight end is. Let's see here. The first there, they have Jeff Swain. That's oh, right. Swain. Yeah, Swain got a, a a couple looks last week too. So, yeah, let's see. Last week he uh he had ten point three points last week. He had yep. a touchdown. He had four receptions. Yep. Um, someone I like. He's on a bye. Is Ricky Seal Jones? He had a a, yeah. a not great week this week. Um, mm-hmm. I like the Patriots guys. Hunter Henry. I've said before is the real only real like red zone threat the Patriots have. Not that they pass a ton in the red zone, but if they do, he's like the only one making touchdown catches. I think he had like four weeks in a row, maybe five weeks in a row now of touchdowns. Let me see here. So one, I mean, two, yeah, three, you know, four. I've yeah. said it before: rookie quarterbacks and tight ends go hand mm-hmm. in hand. And Johnny Smith, <laughs> they've been getting act like he's been active, but he's not getting like much volume. Um, they try to get him touches and like they give him carries and stuff, but I don't know if I would trust him week to week. Ingram had a good week. Evan Ingram. Mm. That whole Giants passing situation is kind of weird because everyone's hurt, everyone's back, everyone's hurt again. They have uh, Daniel Jones. And I do like Mo Eiley Cox, who somehow just produces. He's getting touchdowns, too. He might be the Colts' best red zone threat. He has four touchdowns. Um, he didn't owe for last week, but I don't know. That's some tight ends I would look yeah, at. Yeah, I... I- Seals Jones. Um, I took Seals Jones when I had a couple of buys um, and he did pretty well for me. Um, I, d- I don't think that, you know, Mercedes Lewis would be a bad one either. Um, with Tunyon going down, Mercedes Lewis has been to the Packers for a while. Um, so I I mean, he has rapport there. So I honestly forgot he was on the team and he, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got some skills. Yeah. I mean, and he's gotten catches and looks in the end zone. So and then it is also reported today that Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID. Yep. 
how much are like are you are you worried about the Packers passing game with love? Like would you knock anyone back a tier or anything? Uh yeah, but I like I'm just kind of excited to see love in like an actual game scenario mm-hmm. and not preseason. So we'll see how this ends up going. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm so bummed because I really, really, really was excited to watch the Packers versus the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> At least, like, for, for love's sake, he couldn't ask for a better matchup, like, defensively. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what I was just about to say. Because, um, yeah, I mean, like, I actually don't think that the Chiefs' defense is that bad. They just don't have, like they don't have a lot of depth and they're on the field a lot. So um, <laughs> we'll see what ends up happening with them. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I like, I mean, I love Aaron Jones this week and I actually really like AJ D- Dillon this week too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there's just going to be a lot of carries on the field. All right. You ready for some questions? Yep. So speaking of <laughs> Packers, a uh, fellow Wisconsinite, I believe Cody, yep. um, he's from, he is from Wisconsin. I don't know if he's. I, oh, oh. I think so. I don't know. King Cody. I think so. Yeah. Either way, he he's. I think he's a Green Bay fan. But yeah, and Bucks. He is winless. Last place. Uh, rough start. <laughs> should he should he throw in the towel? Should he blackmail the Pentagon and force them to hack others' accounts, or should he tr- and trade him good players? But like, there's a serious twist on this. Like, if someone's in really dire straits right now, what? <laughs> how should a manager handle it? Um, I like, I just continue to plug the waivers and, you know, like whenever I'm in that situation, like misery loves company. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to take down anyone I can with me as I go. Um, so yeah, being in last place right now, you're probably done. Um, although there are a lot of leagues that are really close right now. So Mm -hmm. if you can, you know, fight your way up to the top and, you know, maybe, end I don't know what week your playoffs start. Um, if they start week 12, you're probably out um yeah they start a little bit later because of the extended season um if you win the rest of the year you might be able to get a playoff spot in a deeper league yeah usually like so the thing i would do in this situation and it's tough without us knowing your roster is i would trade your best player away for like good depth pieces because you can't like rely on this one superstar every week performing enough to get you enough straight wins to get in there where like yeah. I'm always more of a depth over superstar person um, unless it's like a really shallow league mm-hmm. because like it's just better that if someone has an off week that everyone else can pick them up and people usually overrate superstars so let's just say you have a Zeke and you could trade him for I don't even Joe Mixon and T Higgins I'm just naming two guys on the same team but like (laughs) that's probably like a fair value Um, yeah I think that you'd be in a better situation than just having Zeke and then you're you're like streaming if it's like Bateman or Marquise Brown or you know someone like that is your starting wide receiver every week so I don't know that's just something that's what I would do I would I would try to sell your best player for good depth pieces yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. Um, especially in standard, like I am more comfortable when my team is getting like one hundred and five points every week than when my point my team gets eighty one week and one hundred and forty the next. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if I'm just consistent points, like I know that I'm probably going to stay 
in the middle of the pack, like upper middle, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time you're going to get taken down is by those people who have those 140 point weeks. So you kind of feel good in the end. Yeah. Um, and also and- those people that are having those usually have those like star superstars that towards the playoff season, they're going to be resting a little bit. So. Yeah. And I would also look for the team that just lost Henry <clears throat> and see who your best running back is and make them an offer because <laughs> They're probably in good shape, but they're probably desperate now for running back. Yeah. And maybe you can get a couple, you know, every week starters. So speaking of Jordan Love, uh, Hector wants to know if you would go with Mike White or Jordan Love. Uh, he's in a two QB league, so he's you know, he's kinda at the bottom of the barrel getting those second QBs. Which one do you trust most this week? So <laughs> obviously we talked about how Jordan Love is going against the Packers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mike White is going against Indy this week. Oh, I think that I would go with Jordan Love Um, based off of the defenses they're playing. He has the best, the best outcome, I think. Um, However, I do. I I was looking at that earlier and it looks like he has Kyler who isn't going to play anyway. So he has to play them. Oh, fun, bud. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even see that in in another comment. Um, Yeah, if it comes down to it, I would I'm with you. I would go Love over White. Uh, he has to start both, which sucks. I don't know how deep this league is, but um, just looking at QBs that are like going to be owned in lesser percentage. Like you could, you know, Trey Lance probably isn't starting, but Mac Jones is only fourteen percent owned. Ben Roethlisberger is only fifteen percent owned. Heineke, who you love, is eight. Oh, he's on a buy though. Mm-hmm. Fields, we talked about earlier. Darnold, Bridgewater. Like, there's some guys that are under twenty percent owned that you could play that I might like better than white i like i i don't know white scares me this week i don't think he's gonna put that up again but i could see jordan love having a great week yeah all right this next one's from adam he needs to know which of these guys to trade uh he needs a few wins in a row to make the playoffs uh so would you trade antonio gibson or saquon barkley and he's looking to upgrade his wide receiver uh and he said it's half point ppr Um, so for both of them, like they're both kind of broken. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, Saquon has been broken for a long time and Gibson is just like one hard hit away from being broken for a long time. So, Mm um, I mean, Gibson was limited last week. They're on a buy this week. So I think Mm -hmm. that he is actually the more valuable player in this. So, um, (laughs) it's half point PPR. I think I would try. Honestly, I think that you could get Keenan Allen for Gibson straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I don't hate that move. Um, if you wanted to trade Saquon um, and try to get, you know, like Marvin Jones Jr., maybe even, you know, somebody like T. Higgins, because T. Higgins hasn't been putting up amazing numbers, but mm-hmm. he's getting a lot of targets. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think if, if you're going to go – for if you're going to trade away Antonio Gibson, I would make sure that you get like a fourth or fifth round pick for him at least. Yep. Um, because you definitely got him in the second round, maybe the first. Um, and so I, I would try to like put the value on him as an injury now. Um, and then also, um, or if you have a good tight end, I would maybe try to get Kittle and hope that he remains healthy for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, because they've already replaced him anyway, and then you could use him as your flex. You don't need another wide receiver. Yep. Um, so I, 
I'd probably prefer to keep Saquon, but he also is one of 13 people for the Giants that tested positive for COVID on Tuesday. <laughs> so I don't even know if he's going to play this week with the injury or with COVID. Um, but I, I'm with you that Higgins is a buy low. I think Jerry Judy is a great buy low right now. When it came, I'm just trying to think of what type of return you could get. Um, even even like on waivers, I saw in two of my leagues, Devontae Parker was on waivers this week. Yeah. Um, Beckham silly. got dropped in a couple, which like I know he's overrated and I know he's not great, but I'd take a flyer on Beckham. I mean, I don't know if he's going to even play this week, but uh, I'd take a flyer on him before I trade away one of these running backs for someone like uh, Devontae Smith or someone, you know? Um, but yeah. Yeah, like with half-point PPR, I feel like receivers are more of a dime a dozen, and um, you should be able to find somebody rather than trade one of these guys away. It also, my my answer changes a little bit if you have to play one of these guys still. In that case, I would keep Gibson and trade away Saquon for somebody like T. Mm-hmm. Um, this another one's from Mason. He wants to know... Oh, he's just complaining because it's a 6-2 team. Mm-hmm. Number one in points four. He lost... Henry and Ridley, uh, and he had Michael Thomas hoping to come back. Um, yeah, that sucks, man. Uh, I don't really have anything to say except, like, that's what happens. That's what happens in fantasy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it sucks. Um, but you just, you know, hit the waivers and move on. Um, you're probably not going to. I mean, you don't have any trade value anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple weeks ago where we went, hey, sell Thomas for high right now. Um, and looks like you didn't do it. So. Yeah, that's the good thing. <laughs> like, it's good that this Thomas news came out for him because or else he's just holding him on his mm-hmm. IR the whole season. When right now I put Ridley to the IR. I think Ridley will be back at this point. Yeah, You're pr- You can probably drop Henry. They said like minimum is six weeks. So even like if you want to hang on to him, you can. But... If you're hurting for roster spots, you could drop him. Um, and then if you listen to this whole episode, then we mentioned a handful of people that you can pick up to replace those guys. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I mentioned too. Um, so last week I brought up Cole Beasley um, with Knox being out. And yep. everybody, like they literally like just completely shoved me off and moved on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, Beasley is great for PPR leagues. Um, and I know that Knox is supposed to come back this week, but like he has a broken hand. Mm-hmm. So I still think that the next couple of weeks as a flyer in PPR, Beasley is a really great option. Speaking of Buffalo, em- Emmanuel Sanders killed me in two leagues last week. I, I have no idea why mm-hmm. they only targeted him four times. Um, I know. I was really upset because I took him in DraftKings and I went between him and Pittman a million times. I literally switched him out and I was like, no, I'm sticking with Sanders. Mm-hmm. And he got zero points and Pittman got like almost 30. <laughs> yeah. And I told everybody else to play Pittman and I did not even take my own advice. I'm so upset. And speaking of people that killed me last week, like I, I noticed the Chiefs don't do well when they're not getting Kelsey involved. I don't know, like so much about that team is baffling me right now. Um, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it hurt that they lost their running back, but it was not like the running back did that much in that offense. No, I just, I just don't know what's going on with the Chiefs right now. Man, that offensive line is so bad. I know, and they they traded one away. 
I um, know. <laughs> like, not that that guy it's was playing bad. yet, but when he comes back, they could have used him. Yep. And then Joe wants to know how it's possible he's this good in fantasy. And then as I'm looking, he's not even in first place in the league he's bragging about. He's in second place. No, and he has a lot of points, which I was just talking about. Um, he's probably going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. So he he does have a lot of points. Like I'm in this league, and I my strategy was stupid. First of all, I um, it was the last we we drafted the night before opening kickoff, so I just drafted players I didn't draft in my other leagues because like I was like, oh, I want something different to root for. Uh, but I also drafted like we talked about. I drafted Michael Thomas. Uh, I drafted Barkley, who at the time was injured. <laughs> I drafted Judy, who got injured. Like I just had the, I had a stupid strategy, and now I'm without Miles Sanders. Ah, but let's see. I want to pull up his team. But he didn't. He didn't know RBs, um, and for our, he drafted Robinson and Connor. So, so he did well yeah. drafting. He he drafted Fournette. Um, yeah. But those I mean, are. The... I I took Connor too, and people were like laughing at me. But yeah. look who's laughing now. Oh, he picked up Gainwell. <laughs> I I this is the one I've been like. I've been in the love hate with Gainwell and um, Gaskin. I think that was this one. I dropped Gainwell and looks like he picked him up. But his wide receivers are Hopkins and Debo. His quarterback's Murray. Oh man, his top four, five guys are all questionable: Murray, Hopkins, Samuel, Robinson, and Waller. So, and then Devontae Adams is on COVID, so he's gonna have a rough week. Yeah, I mean, I always I love the value of a good tight end. Um, I I always draft high end tight ends. Unfortunately, mine was Kittle this year for two of my leagues. So this is the first year I did, and it was going really well for me. Um, and then all of a sudden, the last couple of weeks, Kelsey has kind of disappeared. But yeah, I didn't want to take Kelsey. He was too high this year. I was. I'm in one league, and it's a dynasty, and it's a super. No, it's super flex and a flex, and. I was projected to win by 40 and I have Kelsey and I have um, Pitts, and I always make fun of people for starting two tight ends. I'm like, whatever, I'm projected by 40. I'm going to start both tight ends. I lost by like 30. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Oh, wow. That's why you never start two tight ends. Yeah, uh, that was not the case for me last year. I had Kelsey and Waller. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Waller, you probably get so... him like on waivers too, right? No, Waller was no. I took him in like the sixth or seventh round. I think it was the seventh round. But I was looking at all the receivers, and I was like, I don't even want these guys. So I just took Waller, and I took him as trade bait. And then I was like, Nah, I'm just gonna throw him in my flex all year. I think I offered out one trade, and it was a great trade, and I got denied. And so I was like, All right, well, watch me win the Super Bowl. Then <laughs> I did. <laughs> I love when the people don't know their own good. Like sometimes I like have to explain to people why this deal is good for them. And they still won't do it. And then, like, it just, they're so wrong on it. I think um, one that came to mind was, like, the year that Mac, Marlon Mack had that really good, like, playoff run. There was someone who had no running backs. And I offered him, like, Mac for Odell Beckham. He got so mad at me. And I was like, your team would be so good. Like, if you had Mac, your team would make the playoffs. And he didn't do it. And I had Mac, and I won the championship because Mac. So I'm glad he didn't do it. But it's just, like, people like that that, like, I don't know. It's funny to me. They can't <laughs> yeah, get out of their I, own way. Yeah, and I honestly like I I barely do trades. Um, usually I get really bad trade offers, and like the other person's like, "That's such a good trade," blah blah. And I'm like, "No, it's it's not." Like you're asking for my second round pick, and you're giving me like a waiver pick, and you're like tenth round pick. Like, no. yeah, someone they just picked <laughs> up on waivers yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyways, I so I'm I I do kind of like to like pick my team and stick with it. 
In other news, though, uh, we have the Packers sign Bortles as nice. the backup quarterback. So that's the thing. He was on the team last season. Was he on a preseason, too? Yeah, he was. Yeah. If you want to hear about bad trade offers, I'm in the Celtics chat with the overstated Celtics fans. <laughs> and they're talking about uh, Marcus Smart in pieces um, to send CJ McCollum to Philly and uh, Simmons to Boston. I'm like, Marcus Smart isn't going to get you fucking CJ McCollum or Ben Simmons. No. Uh, um, I did see maybe John Wall, though, which actually I like that personally. Yeah. Where is he even this year? I don't even know. I don't know where he is. Um, I actually haven't really been um, following Me basketball that much quite yet. Um, it's football season, baby. It is football season, yes. Um, <laughs> and normally, like, I start to do just, like, a couple, like, 25-cent DraftKings at the beginning of basketball season to kind of, like, get, get in touch with everybody and know what's going on. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten quite into it yet, but I like John Wall in general. I think like he's, he's a pretty electric player. He's good defensively. Um, so yeah. Let me see how much money he has left on his contract. So let's see. John Wall, American professional basketball player. It says, uh, I think he's on the Rockets, but it doesn't say, oh yeah, Rockets. He was last year. Yeah. He only has this year and one more year left under his terrible contract. It could happen. It's so crazy to see these guys are only like 31. Like he's been in our life for like, it feels like 20 <laughs> years. Yeah, it does start to feel like a while. I mean, I, I, some of them know the with basketball, you know, like they just start playing professionally at 19. So yeah. <laughs> so anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Any last minute advice for anybody? No, dude, this, I mean, I think that this whole entire week is just going to keep flipping upside down. And so, uh, I, I, I'm not really sure what's going on anymore. Um, I, I don't even know if I trust the chiefs anymore this week. You can't trust Arizona. So, I mean, like, I guess like if you have Rams players, put them in. Yeah. Except to Sean Jackson, except to Sean Jackson, <laughs> former Rams players. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Cause like, you know, we do that thread on Sundays and people like will they'll post like lineup questions and we're all like brain trust it and give them our answers. And sometimes it's so impossible when a player gets like inserted into a situation they haven't been into a long time. Like last week, someone was asking about like Jerry Judy, like it's it's tough to say, well, like we haven't seen this person play all year, how Jerry yeah. Judy will be. And it's like the same thing this week. Now we're going to see um, what's his name for the Saints, the Saints quarterback or Taysom yeah yeah Taysom or we're gonna see uh the Titans running backs like these are situations that maybe you pick up these players but like I would rarely start them and uh the first week unless it's like a desperation situation yeah absolutely and I and I think if you are going to be asking us some of those questions you need to tell us who your options are like Mm -hmm. if you have people that are you're putting on the bench like sometimes it's more valuable to just get somebody that's going to be consistent than somebody with a high ceiling. I understand like if you're playing against somebody like Mike Williams or Tyreek Hill, like you get scared and you want those big points, Mm -hmm. but like they're not always going to have monster weeks. It's just not going to happen like that. Think about like Odell Beckham versus Marvin Jones Jr. Like obviously Odell is going to have these huge highs in these low lows, but I would rather have Marvin Jones just in there getting 12 points every week. Yep. Same. I 100% agree with you. Um, and, and I mean, like, 
Marvin Jones can surprise you and have this ginormous week too. But yeah, I, I, I prefer the consistency rather than the ceiling personally. Right. I have one final question. Okay. Um, so this week, New England Patriots are going into Carolina. Stefan Gilmore revenge game. Does Jacoby Myers get a touchdown? Uh, no he's not gonna get it this week i don't think so either which means he's gonna get one this week because we're both (laughs) that's what i said last week though and then like i had a couple people like messaging me they're like jacoby's getting a touchdown this week i'm pretty sure he has (laughs) at least two two he has at least two 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 point conversions this season two i know yeah and he has two (laughs) touchdowns called back <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> the poor but kid. It's always great talking to you. Absolutely. Good episode. I'll, I'll edit this and get this up tonight and I'll let you know when it's up. But uh, it's good chatting. Absolutely. Thank you for your yep. time.